Hi everyone and welcome back to Into the Void. I'm your host Ant and you join me today for episode number 19 of my weekly audio diary in which I share my thoughts and musings with you all. So thank you all for tuning in once again. Um, I hope you are all doing well at this time. So I want to begin today's particular episode, um, as always, uh, I like to start with a news update, things that have um, caught my eye during the last seven days. And of course, the world's media is still predominantly focused on events in Israel, Gaza, um, in the Middle East. Now, um, I don't want to um, spend too much time talking about um, the situation there in today's particular episode. Um, I just want to pick up on a a couple of points because of course I could talk to you for for many hours um, about that particular situation. Um, The points I really want to pick up on uh, initially are um, I um, I don't I don't um, share the perspective of some people that uh, an escalation in that part of the world is is now inevitable and there's nothing that we can do to stop that. Um, I think history in recent decades has proven that um, generally um, the Islamic world doesn't does very little to help um, the Palestinian people, the Palestinian cause. Um, so I don't think um, any of Israel's neighbours, uh, countries that border Israel, I don't think they're going to I don't think they will become um, I don't think they'll become involved in any way. Unless Israel um, attacks them directly, I think that is unlikely. Um, I know there's all these kind of rumours and and declarations, proclamations, if I can use that word, um, from Iran and from uh, Hezbollah in in Lebanon. But I still, um, I don't think they'll become actively involved, um, mainly um, through the simple case of self-preservation um, they know that if they become involved they're likely um, to face dire consequences um, from that so it's just a case of um, as I was just saying self-preservation really and that's probably I mean it's it's terrible it's tragic for the people of Gaza the Palestinian people it really is um, but they've always been kind of like a group of people that even within the Islamic world, they're sort of kind of like uh, persona non grata. They, they, it tends to be real sort of um, Western people or, or Muslims within Western countries who take up their kind of cause, um, but they are largely forgotten um, in that region. And, and just more widely, of course, uh, as always happens when Mad Dog Israel um, partakes in its latest genocide in Gaza, um, we get um, the president of, of, of Turkey, Erdogan, he, he comes and makes these pronouncements about what he's going to do and all the rest of it, and, and nothing comes of it. He's just pandering, obviously, to his, um, his, his uh, predominantly um, Muslim um, people within the population, sorry, of, of Turkey, which are predominantly um, Muslim, he tends to Erdogan. He's, he's a very much a uh, a, a kind of a very um, what's the word uh, a contrarian type character. Some might call him a slippery snake in that he'll just um, pull back 
whichever country, whichever the wind is going, whichever direction, so, sorry, the wind is blowing and he'll back that. So I wouldn't take any, um, any notice of his kind of uh, statements in terms of how he's, how Turkey are going to defend um, the people of, uh, of, of, um, of the Gaza Strip, the Palestinian people. I think, I mean, my take on how events are, are likely to unfold I think give it a few more weeks and Israel will probably declare that, you know, they've um, destroyed Hamas and um, they'll declare some kind of Pyrrhic um, victory as they unfurl the Star of David upon piles of human bodies and rubble. Um, as I say, yeah, give it a few more weeks and then the world's media will move on to something else and the Palestinian people largely will be forgotten uh, once again. And there'll be uh, huge new refugees, refugee camps built in places like um, Egypt. Uh, and as I say, yeah, the world's media will move will move on to something else. But it is it's a very um, it's a very tragic situation. Um, I've had moments again during the last week where you know I get pulled in. And I look at certain websites, try and get updates as to what's going on over there. And then I have to pull back and realise, well, there's nothing that I can do or any of us can do as in as individuals. I mean, obviously, when you see an injustice taking place, which is such a such, a, such an overt injustice, uh, such an overt crime that's happening, it is very hard to, to turn our attention away. But. There isn't much we can do as individuals if we're not personally involved. Uh, and yeah, I have struggled a few times this week and I found myself getting drawn in. And then I have to realise that, you know, I've done all this in the past, back in 2006 during the Lebanon War, when the idea had their asses handed to them. And uh, Hezbollah managed to um, sink an Israeli frigate. And they um, they basically lost that war, but of course they caused a huge amount of destruction in Lebanon back in 2006. But back then, as I was been saying in recent weeks, I was very much sort of as a lot of kind of alternative truther type people, conspiracy minded people tend to, as I did, have, you know, deal with this issue of the Jewish question or the Jewish people and Zionism and the Rothschilds and all the rest of it. And I was, you know, your archetypal angry trufer. I wanted to turn Israel, you know, uh, into into glass. And I was hateful towards Jews and all the rest of it back then. But obviously I've mellowed and one might say grown up and come to a more mature approach to the whole issue. Uh, but it is still, it is difficult. I think it's difficult for all of us. Um when we see such injustices happening um, in the world, but they are going on um, in other parts of the world. And um, many people don't even get to share their story, uh, unlike the Palestinian people. That's uh, And we are now um, in an era going forward. As the veil is lifted more and more, we are going to see more um, awful Things that have been going on, more awful crimes against humanity that have been hidden for so long. 
uh, not just um, things in the Middle East, uh, it will be throughout throughout the world and local to wherever you are, we are going to learn more about um, man's inhumanity to man because this is all part of the apocalypse, which is just an unveiling, all part of this Kali Yuga that we're in where everything that has been hidden has to be brought to the surface in order for us to see it. So it is going to be a difficult time. Just lastly, on the news today, like I said, I don't want to go into too much detail because I'll be here all day and I don't want to bore you guys and take up too much of your valuable time. I will just finish by saying it's really what's given me a lot of hope for the future in Israel, Gaza, occupied territories in the Middle East is the general, a big outcry amongst the Israeli population, which obviously are largely Jewish, but there is a sizable um Islamic and Christian population, especially in places like Jerusalem, of course. But within Israel, there's been a, um, a massive backlash against Netanyahu and his attempt to sort of galvanise public opinion against um, Muslims and Islam in general, create a, a greater polarisation and, and division and, and wing back support. I'm really heartened to see Obviously, I don't know numbers because I don't have the stats, so to speak, but it does seem as if a sizable proportion of the Jewish Israeli population have seen through his psychopathic games, his psychopathy and um, and are calling for a ceasefire. And it was very heartening in the last few days to see a protest, a march, uh, or a gathering of people organised by Jewish groups in New York who gathered at the Central Railway Station. Sorry, I'm not sure what that's called. You guys who live in that area of America will know, of course. But thousands gathered at the Central Station in New York calling for a ceasefire, not calling for death to all Muslims. Uh, uh, you know, and it's, it's really heartening to see, really, really heartening to see because the only way that we are going to solve this situation is not to destroy Hamas, not to destroy um, anyone, is not to destroy the state of Israel. Whatever your beliefs are about the, you know, rather nefarious establishment of the state of Israel through, um, you know, the British, the Rothschilds, the Balfour Declaration and all the rest of it. Israel does exist now. And, you know, it 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 going forward sorry the only way this situation is is going to be resolved is through a two-state solution it's the only way and, and i and i believe in future that is what will happen and i believe there's no reason why jews christians and, and people of of all multi-faiths really cannot um cannot live in harmony in that in that region and i believe that once um you know the american empire post-war which took a lead from the british empire of course as that as the set sun on as the sun set on the british empire and, and we pulled out of of india and the chaos that ensued there i think eventually um i do think the us will withdraw to its borders uh, and a genuine um republic will be established and when that happens all of um, the many hundreds of US bases around the world um, will no longer be in place. And of course, in volatile areas like the Middle East, um, that will have hugely positive um, 
positive fallout. And again, I think that's why we're not seeing a reaction, which is a good thing because it's not it wouldn't achieve anything anyway. We're not seeing a direct response from Iran from uh, um, from the political um, establishment in Iran. Um, because they know, like Putin in Russia, they know that the West are a busted flush for, for many, many reasons, which I've spoken about ad nauseum in recent years on Discerning Consciousness podcast and on, on, on this particular platform as well. They know the West is the Western project is 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 basically coming to an end. And that's why. The dark forces um, are looking to ignite a World War Three type scenario, and I'll just finish on this point. I don't think they're gonna. They that's gonna happen. Luckily, at least um, you know, fingers crossed, and all that, because there's no, there's no nothing to be gained really. Um, there's nothing to be gained. The the West is going down the toilet. It's only really a. Uh, it's only really a matter of time, basically. So, yeah, I am hopeful for the future in terms of this particular region of the world and why different faiths, there's absolutely no reason why they cannot live in peace and harmony. Anyway, um, moving on from my little news update, news section um, this week, um, I just want to um, come back to a theme that I've spoken about a lot recently uh something that just dawned on me this week really as i prepare for an episode and um things just come to come into my awareness but it's, again it's this idea of why do things appear so broken messed up so dysfunctional in the world when when we go about our daily lives um, when we go to work when we attend you know when we take our children to school if you have any when we um when we have any caring responsibilities for elder relatives, when we attend to our business, if we run businesses both online and offline, why is it that things do appear so dysfunctional? Why is it just so hard? To, why do people seem to be so kind of uh, in attack mode, aggressive? Why is there just even a, a loss of this sort of they used to call it the centre grounds in politics, in British politics, well, this sort of, and what that means is like a, an area upon which we can all agree. Why is it that there se doesn't seem to be uh, any centre ground in day-to-day, in -day normal, polite, civil society, and there's so much kind of latent aggression, depending where you are in the world. You may be, um, you may be lucky in that you live in a part of the world where there's all this peace and harmony. So... I just want to propose a theory uh, amongst many that I have in recent years. And I think it's the problem that we're dealing with is comes under the call of like the title of the problem of civilization. And I think at its core, a problem of perhaps just to say Western civilization, because um, we have been successful at building a world, sorry, building a society based on convenience, instant gratification. If you want to order up a mocha choca latte, you can do that instantly. If you want, you know, if you want no string sex, you can, you know, log on to a dating app and within hours you can have um, um, a kind of no strings fuck buddy. If that is if that's what you want, we can order all numerous kind of con consumer items, you know, and there's there's a negative and there's a positive to that. But from a kind of 
esoteric spiritual dimension, I think this problem of civilization, problem of Western civilization, and this um, kind of way in which we build everything upon instant gratification and convenience is slowly but surely we've destroyed the power of mystery and magic and imagination and just this idea of having time having time out to ruminate to contemplate and it's destroyed a lot of when you can have things instantaneously there's no longer any yearning one romantically we might you know yearn we might have a longing or a yearning to to meet our partner or to speak to our partner and you know if they're the other side of the world years ago all we could do was use snail mail of course um, that's all we could do but now it's instant communication and there they are perhaps on, on the screen and um just in terms of um my own cogitations and thoughts i remember just to give a bit of an example of what i'm talking about i remember back in the 80s i was a wee lad in the early 80s a huge uh, football fan um a liverpool football club or soccer as you call it in other parts of the world outside of the uk that's largely because my brother was a big liverpool fan not coming from the area, a bit of a strange choice, probably because they were successful at the time anyway. And I remember listening on the radio when Liverpool played in Europe, because there was very, very, in European competitions, the European Cup, there was very, very little, um, until the 90s, there was very, very little uh, televised live football. So quite often I'd listen to, um, at the time, I think it was Radio 2, BBC Radio 2, and listen to the commentary from these strange places where Liverpool would play in Europe, in Eastern Europe, behind the Iron Curtain. I'd listen to the radio under my pillow and I'd imagine the players all running round and, and the kind of like the pitch and the setting and the crowd and all that kind of thing. And of course, I was, you know, the power, it was kind of like a mysterious element to it and using my imagination a, a lot. But now what do you have, you know... Um, in terms of football here in the UK, the Premiership, every game virtually is televised live. And there's just this saturation of coverage. So there's no idea of an event. I mean, when I was a small lad, it was only really finals that were live, um, that were televised. And, and now there's just this complete saturation. So there is no, there's no idea of waiting for anything. It's just instant. And there it is. So I think we all know quite well that the, the impact this is having on our our um our uh, our brains in terms of uh, the ability to concentrate the ability to focus and manifest but the reason why i'm talking about this today is because it's also impacting our soul on a very deep and profound um level when we when we for when we when we give up the idea of mystery and, and imagination and magic the, the power of the unknown and when you can just what was that love oh yes all right I'll just google it and you know most youngsters now and all of us we think of something we want to find out more about it we'll just just google it what's your problem old man and what's your problem just google it just find it out in an instant and I, and I really do think it's having a really um really bad impact on our on our sense of self, on, on just, um, it's quite hard, these sorts of things, you're talking about, it's hard, so forgive me to put it into sort of 
words or phrases or or or, or, or um, you know kind of bite-sized phraseology but you might have an idea of of what I'm talking about in terms of if I can put it in this way think of nature think of the seasons there's a there's a period of time when everything like now we're into autumn we're into fall and the, and the leaves fall and everything dies back uh, and everything's cut back so it can preserve itself so then we can you know slow it down slow itself down for all when the new growth comes in the following spring and summer so this problem of civilization problem of western civilization is a lot of it is in violation of natural law as i've said before this idea of exponential increase year on year growth and none of this really it just doesn't it doesn't um it doesn't feed the soul so that's why i think things do appear so broken so messed up so dysfunctional because people's sense of soul or sense of self is is diminishing and in that kind of environment we we cling to the material even more we we cling to convenience we cling to instant gratification even more and more as a way of just well if i can just order up things if i can just watch the latest movie or my my team my sports team play then at least that gives me a little bit for god's sake you know at least that gives me just a little bit of a little bit of ple pleasure but it is um i think uh, as we go forward a, a lot of these things um are going to be turned on their head I'm not going to hear the rain out there. A huge amount of rain here on the south coast of the UK. Um, just getting hammered with um, day after day of um, torrential rain and a lot of flooding. Um, excuse me, I'm just going off track a bit there. But I do think um, as we move forward now and more and more things shake out through a natural process, through uh, due to the cyclical nature of life on this planet, and existence i think there is going to be a fallout more and more and um more of a kind of breakdown so i think as as things play out there will people won't be able to um not that i'm you know i'm not one of these doom tiles who wants everything to collapse who wants there to be an economic uh you know uh, an economic collapse but i do think just through um a simple case of things rebalancing i think many of the things that we've taken for granted will in terms of convenience are not likely to be there in future i mean i could be proven wrong but i think in a way we do need to go through a period of correction um and hopefully it won't involve any more suffering than is than is necessary to transit um, humanity to a more evolved um, state of being and consciousness but i think in many regards it is it is going to be necessary to um to wake wake people up wake people up from their slumber if i can put it like that anyway um in the next part of today's episode i just want to return to one of my regular features and that's um an energy update um so in the last week i would say um how i've been feeling is um a real um 
increasing sense in which I want to just retreat within myself um, as the noise outside externally just amplifies more and more and as more and more people are taking sides and attacking one another um, this this process um, just seems to be accelerating all the while and I've also noticed that um, my own inner critic which is rather pleasing <laughs> aspect of my energy update this week my own inner, inner critic seems to be quieting it quieting down seems to be softening and there isn't so much sort of uh pressure on me to constantly um sort of uh do the 24 7 life uh, inventory or life audit whereby if you're familiar if you've always struggled with um perhaps anxiety, depression, you know what that inner critic is like. It's constantly chundering away in the background and always, you know, you're not good enough. Oh, my God, this relationship you're in is hopeless. is isn't going anywhere. This job you're in is hopeless. It's useless. Um, and that business idea you've got, well, that's not going to go anywhere in an economic uh in an economic crisis, well, how are you going to meet, be able to grow your business? That's that's a nonsense, a nonsense. Sorry, and and all that does is kind of like, as we know, cultivates constantly feelings of um, unworthiness and dissatisfaction. And I have to say, rather pleasingly, I've felt that uh, inner critic um, really just subdue, and it's. And I can almost like have a conversation with myself when I have felt it rising and go, well, I'm not actually going to go with those thoughts. I'm, I'm not actually I'm not going to run with those sort of um, ne negative train of thoughts. And I think this kind of sort of um, alludes to um, what I've spoken about before or someone I've spoken about before. And that's the uh, the Oracle girl, otherwise known as Jacqueline Hobbs. And um, she she's spoken about uh, very eloquently. Um, first time she came to my awareness was during um, the start of the COVID bollocks back in twenty twenty, and she was speaking about this sort of very dramatic process which is unfolding, which is the collapse of what she says is the slave self. And of course, I believe we have over the years been slave slaving away in terms of believing that these um, negative thoughts, the inner critic, as I put it, is, at, is, is us, is the totality of our being, um, as we know, which it isn't. And I think, yeah, I can relate it to uh, the Oracle Girl's perception or conception of the slave self um, falling away. So, um, you know, long, long, may it long may it continue. And I hope that's something that you guys listening are experiencing as well because there's nothing worse than constantly feeling dissatisfied with your life and constantly feeling um you know, dissatisfied with yourself by extension i think going forward um sort of on an energetic level i think the world is going to get louder and louder and louder and trying to um trying with greater intensity to to catch our attention and and to um so that we focus on all these events and happenings out there in the world. And that's not to say they aren't important. Of course, they are on one level. But something else I just want to share um, this week in terms of my own energy update is that when I do um, go into myself, perhaps if I'm you know, doing some creative work and I 
I'm using my imagination. I'm feeling that that is, it feels a level of intensity and it feels so real. To me, sometimes, I know this sounds like a strange thing to say, so forgive me, but when I do get lost in my inner world, in my imagination, in my thoughts and cogitations, um, quite often that feel, feels more real than what's going on out there in the external world. You know, we, we, we think of uh, Plato's uh, allegory of, of the cave and the shadows that are projected on, onto the cave wall, which aren't even real. More and more, I'm getting a sense in which the, the shadows projected onto the cave wall aren't real as as my as the um as my inner world as the reality perhaps i should say yeah the reality of my inner world um intensifies and the reality of my imagination so yeah just something a cautionary word perhaps is i don't think the events in the external world of course i was speaking about the middle east uh, which may be interest to you it, it may not uh, but I do think generally um, events in the external world are are going to get louder and louder uh, as the dark forces, you know, attempts to 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 pull us in and to and to get us to focus on things ultimately that we we know we have no power over. And ultimately, really, at the end of the day, are very, very disempowering if we're constantly um, trying to work out what's actually happening beyond sort of what we might be being told in the mainstream or kind of truther um, sort of narratives as well. And this brings me on quite quite skillfully, <laughs> as it would happen, onto um, an aspect of what I've spoken about quite a lot, truther trap or truther delusions or what can happen on the path of awakening. Um, this is this idea uh, of letting go of the need to know. And, and when we are focused on external narratives, sorry, external storylines, um, we do become, I know I have done in the past and I still fall into this trap of the need to know, we do become hungry constantly for new sources of information because kind of like if you've been on a journey a bit like myself, and you come to this understanding that a lot of what we've been told about human history, world events, um, even things like carbon dating and all the rest of it. If a lot of what we're being told is actually a lie, then we have to start from scratch all over again in order to formulate a sort of coherent, cogent worldview. And that means by default that we have to um, take on board a lot of new information. And that is extremely, uh, or, um, extremely exhausting because, as I've said many, many times, even within the alternative sphere, there's a lot of um, very questionable information that's being put out um, by questionable people who claim to be in the know, who claim to have, um, who claim to have some, you know, intel. But there's no way of, um, there's no way of validating the claims um, that they are making. So. We see that countless people um, get duped um, time after time, really. And um, I think at the core of this sort of aspect of the truth for trap with this idea of what I advocate or promote only because I know what happens when you do get too up inundated with information 
and you're trying to work out, you know, like with the Middle East, what's actually going on right now. You know, is there an actual Israeli IDF invasion or, or, or not on the ground? Is it just um, is it just speculation or hearsay? And uh, um, I think that um, one of the ways in which I came to uh, sort of an accommodation with being OK of letting go of the need to know of having an accommodation with saying, oh, OK, it's actually OK if I don't know what's going on uh, in this instance in the Middle East before that Ukraine is you'll never know definitively what's going on in, in any kind of event or anywhere in the world that might be happening. I know there's been quite a few shooting incidents in the United States in recent in recent days. And of course, the alternative media is full of ideas about what may or may not be happening. But we'll not, we're, you, but we're ultimately um, we're ultimately never know. And it is very disempowering, constantly trying to figure it out, trying to trying to work it out. It obviously also takes um it takes a lot of energy as well. And then um, you you find that you're letting go of your day-to-day -day affairs or things that you need to do in your life. You're not attending to them, you know, even forgetting to wash. If it gets really extreme, you know, you get a little bit smelly because you've been on the internet all day long and forgetting to deal to your, forgetting to deal with your just day-to-day -day chores and um, responsibilities. And I've just come to the sort of understanding it's okay to have, it's, it's enough, you know, to have a concept of the bigger picture and why events happen. And one of the ways in which I've learned to do that is just look at um, cycles, look at patterns, look at archetypes, look at um, astrology and look at why things happen in the world beyond, oh, it's just, you know, the, the bad people manipulating events. When you have a broader when, when you have a broader perspective going on, you don't, I found myself that I haven't felt so compelled to find out like um, a divinity, a diff, I've, I've found it easier to let go of the need, I should say perhaps, sorry, of finding a definitive version of events, which has meant, lent, meant it's been easier for me to let go um, of the need to know. And, and, I mean, I mean, furthermore, I would just add on this point that um, I think as we as we uh, mature and grow uh, and as we um, as we deepen in our awareness, I think we come to sort of I know I have and other people have spoken about this. You know, the, the most important thing is our own um, level of awareness and you have to kind of like build in um, uh, a filter because every piece of information that we, you know, every video we watch, every everything on the media plex, on the media stream, everything that comes into uh, our conscious awareness, that impacts us um, on on some way. And, and it isn't always necessarily um, a positive. <laughs> uh, it doesn't always necessarily, sorry, I should say, it doesn't always necessarily have... Um, a positive um, impact and I do think many of us know um, even though it's hard to admit to ourselves uh, if we are running away from our fears as I've said before if we if we are playing safe if we are not pushing you know beyond our comfort zones and I, I often find that 
myself, I know that when I get drawn into the map, when I focus on events that actually don't personally impact me in any way, you know, as I was talking about before, we should have compassion for anyone suffering, whatever faith or nationality or ethnic group they come from. But if there's nothing that we can actually personally do to try and work it out, what's actually going on really is largely, it's kind of like um, largely a waste of time. And I know um, that tends to happen. I know my history has been that when I'm facing a personal issue that I need to deal with, uh, that involves me facing my fears, that involves me actually moving to a greater uh, expanded state of awareness uh, and by extension a deeper uh, state of consciousness it'll often be I've reached a barrier and, and as a way of kind of like not facing that fear head on not being the warrior that's when you know I'll be spending hours online imbibing information trying to trying to trying to trying to work it all out and that's often um, that's often a telltale sign that we are we are um, getting stuck in, you know, this desperate need to know the ultimate truth of an event or a historical event or breaking breaking news, whatever whatever might be un unfolding in the planet. So that's something I just wanted to share in today's episode of Into the Void, because as always, the point of these audio diaries or A-logs is just to share what's been on my mind. Um because I hope it's um, it might be of benefit to any of you um, guys out there listening. That's the only reason uh, why I do these um, audio diaries is just to get things off my mind. And hopefully by doing so, I can help, you know, at least a few people out there in Internet land. So I think we're coming up to about the time now. Yeah, don't want to go on for too long. Uh, I think I'll wind things up here now. So thank you all again um, for listening to um, episode number 19. And uh, yeah, I hope you all do have uh, another um, good week. And I'll speak to you all again next week for episode number 20. And uh, yeah, bye for now.